As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to another edition of Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young here with you as we move on to week seven. And, Jerry, you know what that means? It means it's time for cool weather. For cool weather. Football weather, as I like to call That's it. Right. You know, yeah. when it snowed a few years ago at Brian Denny Stadium there before, I think it was UMS Wright and somebody in 4A, yeah. everybody's like, this is so wild. I can't believe they're having to play in this. And I said, no, this is football weather right here. The That's colder right. it is, the better, as far as I'm concerned. That's why I love the uh, playoffs. Was especially. that the right answer, by the way? The weather? That's what you were trying to uh, get no, me to say? <laughs> the weather. What was the answer? Bracketology. 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 I have uh, worked on it. I'm starting <laughs> to get it all out there. This is kind of the, you know, I started going through all the different classifications and i started looking at some of these regions and i said man y'all have got to stop making this complicated the teams that need to win need to win the teams that need to lose need to lose so i can just write it all out and not have to worry about it That's but right. that is not the case with a lot of regions so i've done 7a i've done 6a working on the lower classifications now but as we go through some of these games i'll talk about where they are and we can break so that down are a little you more posting those somewhere i will post them i will okay. post them they will be up kind of giving you a hint of the upper classifications this week next week once we have a little more clarification okay. i'll have the lower classifications but uh, as we go through kind of talk about where teams are in the bracket what last week's games meant for the bracket because now a lot of teams have played the majority of their region games for instance thompson now they've now the, the game we're at usually they have played the majority of their region games and are sitting at four and oh so it's easier to kind of pencil those teams in but there's still a lot of playoff spots to be decided especially when it comes to the third fourth fifth spots as far as where teams finish but let's jump into the action last week a couple of games in class 5a we were keeping an eye on uh, down south gulf shores we talked about the success gulf shores has had they improved to six and one on the season four and one in region play they beat williamson 51 to 12 that's supposed to be a game a pretty good game they're trying to fight for second place behind ums right gulf shores got the big win down there and faith academy also over viger uh in a, a battle for playoff position now viger out of the playoffs Still games to go, but as of right now, they're out of the playoffs, and that's a team you're used to, you know, make a run to Super 7 wouldn't totally shock you. Faith Academy won 30-6, but Gulf Shores, I mean, UMS Wright's still top dog down there, but Gulf Shores is getting better. Yeah, and you look at Faith Academy, they're in there too. They got a 5-1 and one record. Uh, so same basic thing that it has been in that region with LaFleur and Citronelle and, of course, Alberta. They're all, you know, one, um, between those three teams, one, one, one win in region play. Yeah, so those top teams are really, really good. The bottom kind of falling off a little bit. But even, you know, teams that you'll see, Citronelle, LaFleur, you know, are teams that have made the playoffs in the past. Um, moving into 5-8 Region 6, this is a region we've kept an eye on because uh, Jake Gannis coming from Thompson is now the head coach at Moody. They are dominating right now in that region. But we're all waiting for Leeds and Moody coming up in a couple of weeks. A big game this week for Leeds as well. Leeds has actually had the rougher run towards the end of the uh, schedule because they had to face Southside Gaston last week, who uh, is now 3-1 and one in region play after Leeds beat them 24-6. to six. Moody, another dominant win. We're all just counting down until they play each other in a couple weeks. Yeah, and Leeds got Alexandria this week, and Alexandria has big tradition, but they're 3-3 three and three on the year. So you got to feel like Leeds is going to go in there and take care of business. Yeah, Valley Cubs not looking quite as good this year as they have in years past, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that Moody, to start the season off, uh, put a pretty good beating on them compared to what we're used to seeing from Alexandria. All right, moving up to Class 6A, we'll start up in the north. Gadsden City, a team that we have seen the past few years in Class 7A. Of course, when uh, those schools merged, they instantly became one of the bigger schools in the state, but they've dropped down a little bit, and now they're in Class 6A trying to go 
for a region title as they beat Hazel Green last week, 37-7. So Gadsden City looking pretty good up there in Region 8. And then the big game in Region 7, Muscle Shoals and Hartzell, two teams that are always playing really well. Hartzell gets the win, 29-26. Big uh, instant classic right there. And then uh, Decatur also sitting there. Muscle Shoals has them this week. They're sitting there unbeaten as well. But some pretty good football going on up in the north. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we don't get up there like we should. No. For some reason, I end up in the south a lot. But we don't get up to Florence and Huntsville and Madison and all those places. But, yeah, they play good football. But at the end of the playoffs every year, they're still not able. That region's not able to hang in there very often. And that's because of Region 5 and Region 6, which right now the top dogs are Mountain Brook and Clay Chaltville uh, in 5 and 6, respectively. But Centerpoint, trying to you know cause a little bit of a stir there in Region 6. They beat Shades Valley 36-20. They're now 6-1 and one in the season, 3-1 and one in region play. So, you know, George Bates trying to uh, cause a little ruckus. And he's a, the kind of coach that can take a team to the playoffs and win some games, too. I mean, if Centerpoint makes it a couple rounds deep before running into to a team like a Clay Chalkville from their own region. I mean, that wouldn't totally shock anybody. No, it doesn't. And, I, I, you know, every single week you see Shades Valley getting better and better. And that's the way it's going to be from now on. So this time next year, we're talking about this score. Don't be surprised if it's not a one- or two-point game. Yeah, Shades Valley uh, doing really good there. Ruben Nelson doing a great job uh, with the Mounties. In Region 4, McAdory and Northridge. A little bit of a surprise here. Northridge gets the win, 21-14. And now behind the Hillcrest-Tuscaloosa, there's three teams. McAdory, Northridge, Hueytown, all fighting for that second-place spot. Uh, Hueytown and McAdory play this week, but Northridge now has put themselves into that second spot. A team that, uh, you know, fairly new team. I actually played the first-ever game against them back in 2004, I believe, was when them and Bryant started so uh, haven't even been around 20 years yet kind of on that same level as like a Spain Park uh, in terms of how long they've been around but Northridge trying to make some noise there in Region 4. One game too in that region John before you jump out of there Brookwood beat Bessemer City that's unusual okay. Still alive for the playoffs. That's right and also Brookwood just announced this past week they're going to build a new stadium so that's in the in the works so uh, so a lot of good things happening down there. Congratulations to Brookwood. I'm not sure I've ever said the words Brookwood defeated Bessemer City, but it happened this past week. Yeah, Bessemer City falling off a little bit there, but Brookwood still in contention. The, the top four are pretty steady, but Brookwood still has a chance to cause a little chaos and get in there and uh, potentially make it in. And, and, hey, how about those Tuscaloosa area schools? I mean, we talked about County, how good they've been. Northridge playing well. Uh, Brookwood playing well also. So uh, the Tuscaloosa schools kind of building themselves up pretty good. In Region 3, Helena and Briarwood played last week. Briarwood is fighting, scratching and clawing, trying to work their way into the playoffs. Helena not helping the case as they win 31-21. Helena now 6-1 on the season, 3-1 overall in region. The one loss to the home of Patriots uh, who were off last week. But Briarwood, they're sitting at 1-2 in region play. And yeah, that's hard I to mean, believe. They're, they're on the way out right now. They are, and I never would have thought that. But Briarwood Christian has got to do something. they got to get on the stick this week, and, and uh, that is a, a bad defeat to Helena. Yeah, they got Calera this week. We'll see what they can do there. If they lose that, might be done. They still have Ben Russell and Homewood to uh, you know the top two of the top three teams right now. They have a chance to get an upset win over and maybe uh, you know help their case. But if they lose this week, they could be done. Uh, one more game of six A. I wanted to mention uh, before we move on to seven A. Spanish Fort and St. Paul's big game down there in Region One. Spanish Fort improves to three and two in region play. They beat St. Paul's forty-one to thirty-eight in three OTs. That game went to three overtimes. What a ball game. 41-38 ended up being the final score. 
that would have been one for the ages. I, I'm searching for it on the NFHS network. I'd love to go back and watch that game. Yeah, and that's a tough region. Of course, Theodore Saraland, the top two teams, we're waiting for them to clash at the end of the season. But, uh, you know, Spanish Fort, always a team that can make a little bit of a run. St. Paul's now in danger of missing the playoffs because the top four right now, uh, Theodore Saraland kind of splitting that top spot, but those are the top two. Then McGill Tulin, also another team coming down from 7A a few years ago in Spanish Fort. So St. Paul still has some work to do if they want to try to make it to the playoffs. All right, moving into Class 7A in uh, Region 2. A lot of big games in Region 2. We've talked about Prattville and, you know, the work they they had to do after losing, and then they beat Opelika, and now they have Enterprise. They beat Enterprise 42-26, so they're 2-2. Two two. They're on the outside right now looking in, but they still got a chance. But it's going to come down, John, and I know your bracketology will tell us this, but it's going to come down. They've either got to they got to win the games they're supposed to win. And then the, before the season's up, they got to either beat Auburn or Central Phoenix City. So if you look at those two schools, you say, well, the best chance they have is at Central Phoenix City because Auburn's playing lights out. They are. Auburn, uh, they get a big win over Opelika, 51-29. The same Opelika team Prattville beat, but also the same Opelika team that beat Central Phoenix City, who got a win over Dothan. That game was on Thursday, but a close one against Dothan, 35-28. Dothan's for real this year. They're, pl- they're playing pretty good. Probably that third team there with Opelika. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out between three and four, but like you said, Auburn has to get a win over one of those two teams, Auburn, Central Phoenix City. I don't see it, but you know what? I also didn't see Opelika, too, so maybe they can surprise us and get a win. We didn't see that coming, but you're right. But I do like their chances, believe it or not. If they continue playing, we'll get into that in a couple of weeks, but I do like their chances, believe it or not, the way they're playing against Central. We'll see. Central had some struggles this season. They're 5-2 and two overall on the year, 4-1 and one in region play. That one loss coming to Opelika, who's 3-2 and two and still fighting for a position in the playoffs as well. Down in region one, really one big game to, to note, and that is Foley. We keep talking about with Prattville. We keep talking about Foley, and Foley got the upset win over Fairhope. Definitely an upset win, though, 39-38 as the Pirates fall. They're now 2-1 and one in region play, and so it's Foley. And in my bracketology, I tried to do some last week coming into it, and I had Fairhope pretty much written in as a top team. That dropped them from first all the way down to fourth, strictly based on the games that we've played so far. Daphne in first, then Baker, then then Foley. Baker and Foley right there in the 2-3 spot. And Fairhope's falling down to fourth now. You know, the number one thing to me about that game is not only did Foley win it, they won it at Fairhope. And if you've ever been to a game at Fairhope, that's quite an atmosphere. The oh, yeah. ship in the end zone, the cannons going off. I mean, it's just a crazy atmosphere, and for them to win it at Fairhope is even more of an unbelievable feat for them. Yeah, I played there uh, my sophomore year of high school. One of my favorite places to play was down at Fairhope and the way they treat high school football down there. Well, we beat them pretty good, so didn't really have to worry about that. (laughs) But the atmosphere was great outside of that. Uh, It was an early round playoff game when I was at Homewood. But, uh, no, it's a great atmosphere driving in, businesses all painted up and everything. The the fanfare of it all was great. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't scare me. I I don't scare easily. Well, I'll tell you what, it's kind of in a bow. You know, the stadium, the field kind of sits down. And to me, it just echoes. I don't know where they got that thing from, but, man, it's like, okay. <laughs> Some old cannon from Tampa Bay or something. Yeah, Civil the War or something, knows? yeah. Um, and then in Region 4 up in the Huntsville region, Florence and Bob Jones, that region is 
all kind of crazy behind Austin, who's in the lead right now, who still could potentially drop a game and make it even worse. But um, big win there between Florence and Bob Jones. Florence gets a win, 38-35. So they moved to 3-1. and one. Bob Jones drops back to 2-2. Two and two, And now they have to get a couple wins that they want to try to make it in to the playoffs. In 7A Region 3, Tuscaloosa County, big win over Spain Park, 38-28. to 28. Maybe a little closer than we expected, but I think Tuscaloosa County's record – you know they have they've only played Hewitt Trussell they haven't played Hoover yet haven't played Thompson yet they're gonna have really tough end of the schedule with Vestavia on there as well who's fighting for that fourth playoff spot but still five and one three and one overall and they get a big one over Spain Park and here we are in week seven talking about them yeah when's the last time that happened in Tuscaloosa County no doubt Uh, they they deserve all the praise we can give them but we know they still have Hoover Vestavia Thompson left to go on that schedule a very, very brutal three-game stretch. Probably the only way to get more brutal is if you switch Hewitt Trussell in there for Vestavia, but uh, Hewitt and Vestavia this week, so that should be an interesting game. We'll talk about that in a second. Chelsea and Vestavia, uh, people kept asking me what's going to be the biggest blowout, and I kept saying it's going to be Vestavia over Chelsea, not Hoover over, over Oak Mountain. I was right by two points. Vestavia got the win 52-10, to 10, and uh, that was a game just – I just thought Vestavia, they're really kind of finding their way right now, and they moved to 2-2 two and two in region play and got a big win over Chelsea. And Hoover, they won 40 to nothing over Oak Mountain. Poor Oak Mountain, 0-4. They get Thompson this week. Congratulations. That's your prize for losing to Hoover. And then the game we were at, Hewitt Trussell, Thompson, 14-12. to Close game. And, I mean, at halftime, I don't know about you, but at halftime I was sitting there thinking, just don't know if it's happening tonight for Thompson. No, and I've thought that how many games this year, you know, but – had a good talk with Coach Freeman, and he's talking, you know, this team's different. You have to do things different. It's more of a, you know, we've got a great defense, so there's no question. If it's fourth down, we're not going to go for it many times. We're not going to play that style of ball. They're going to punt it away. We're going to keep them deep, pin them deep, and depend on defense to win games. That's a perfect example right here. Only able to put up 14 points against them, and that was a shocker to me. But for some reason, I think that, Thompson's going to get really well on offense against Oak Mountain. Yeah, and this is the, the kind of game that you want to do that. The team that's currently sitting near the bottom, along with Spain Park in the region, this is kind of a chance to, you know, and, and I'm not equating the difference between Thompson and Oak Mountain to like Alabama playing an FCS opponent or something like that, like that. But those kind of games are the ones that you bring in different players. You kind of help get them more acquainted to the offense and, and uh, get some more defensive players in there as well. And that strong defense for Thompson kind of help work a few things out. All right, before we move on to next week's games, before we take a break, I do want to look at the brackets and kind of show people where they are right now. Thompson, I just have penciled in as the one seed. Hoover is the two seed. That's you could put either one and either one. We know how that is for between Thompson and Hoover. Um, but I have Hewitt Trustville as three. And then basically I, I couldn't choose between Vestavia and Tuscaloosa County right now. County is actually the third seed because they have the better record than Hewitt Trustville because Hewitt has already lost to Hoover and to Thompson. Should they fall to Vestavia this week, that then helps County even more with a case to potentially move up if they're able to get some wins, but that means beating either Hoover or Thompson to get in that position. Hewitt Trustville already has the head-to-head on County, but I do have Hewitt third, and then Vestavia and County are fighting for that fourth spot. Thompson, if they are the first seed, would face Bob Jones. As of right now, Hoover would face Huntsville. Um, those, both those games will be at home for Thompson and Hoover. Hewitt would travel to Florence in the second seed in Region 4, and then uh, either Vestavia or County would travel to Austin, who is the number one seed out of Region 4 there. That's the northern half. The southern half, like I said, Foley and Fairhope completely threw everything out of whack. Daphne, the only unbeaten team right now in that region. Um, I have Foley as the three seed. I have Baker as the two seed. And then um, Fairhope as the four seed. And then in Region 2, 
Auburn number one, shocker. Central Phoenix City number two, shocker. Um, I have Dothan in as the third, Opelika as the fourth, but a lot still to go down there too. Yeah, Enterprise, I guess, is out of it. Enterprise right now, I, I think mathematically they can work their way in, but they are basically out of it for losing to Prattville because both those teams are on the outside. So now Prattville owns any tiebreaker over them they might would have. And uh, Enterprise already played a tough part of their schedule, already played a lot of the tougher teams there in that region. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for Enterprise to, to make their way in. I have all the 6A done. I'm not going to go through every single bracket, but I have all the 6A done as well. I'll have all that up for you at nextroundlive.com. You can go check out all the brackets there and all the bracketology kind of as we work our way towards the end of the season. But a big week coming up, week seven officially, um, the eighth week for a lot of teams, depending on when they take their off week. But three weeks of region play left for most teams. We'll break down all the big games coming up this week when we get back right here on Next Round Preps. At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. Albritton and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care, or call them at 205-664-7610. Alabaster Living has been a major community supporter for years in the Alabaster area and is excited to introduce their new streaming TV channel. Alabaster Living Television can be found on Roku and Fire Stick and has new video content featuring Thompson High School, the city of Alabaster, local churches, businesses, and citizens added weekly. Just load ALTV to your streaming device and start watching to see all that Alabaster has to offer. You can also follow Alabaster Living on Facebook and YouTube to stay on top of everything going on in the community. Add ALTV to your Roku or Fire Stick device today. Hi, I'm Jerry Young. I want to tell you about Holloway Home Loans here in Central Alabama. Thomas Holloway is a former Oak Mountain Eagle who moved on to play his college ball and earn his degree from West Point. Thomas is still an Army Reservist and an expert in residential home mortgages, offering personalized service at an amazing price because he works for you and not the financial institutions. Call Thomas today at 205-413-2858 or you can email him thomas at hollowayhomeloans.com. That's Holloway Home Loans and Edge Home Financing, MLS 1985757. Cartridge World of Vestavia is well known for the lowest prices on toner cartridges, but are you aware of their free printer program? You heard right, there's no catch. Simply agree to buy your ongoing printer cartridges from Cartridge World of Vestavia and we'll provide you with a printer at no cost. A Cartridge World expert will personally consult with you to find out your business's exact needs so you can have a stronger bottom line. Visit Cartridge World of Vestavia Hills on the web or call 205-822-6767. That's Cartridge World of Vestavia. And welcome back in to Next Round Preps. We talked about the week that was with week six. Now we're moving on to week seven, which will be the eighth game for a lot of teams. And uh, we'll talk about the Thompson game coming up. Not, you know, not a super great game there for the Warriors, but a few big games in Class 7A we'll get to in a second. But in 5A, real quick, did want to throw out, we're keeping an eye on Region 6. Obviously, Jake Gannis and Moody coming from Thompson, so we've kept an eye on his uh, progression. And, well, he's just basically run over everybody that they've played so far this season at Moody. Um, they get St. Clair County this week. Should be an easy enough win for them. But 
the winner, uh, or not the winner of that game, it's not a bracket, Moody, they're going to face Leeds next week, win or lose for either team, but Leeds is at Alexandria this week. Leeds trying to remain unbeaten. I believe Leeds is second, Moody is third in the uh, Alabama Sports Writers Association poll, so uh, that'll be a number two versus number three matchup. The winner getting number two behind UMS Wright, who's been really solid so far this season. And, uh, you know, it's fun to watch that region. Leeds being good again, Moody, uh, Jake Gannis building them up, Alexandria, they're always kind of competing there, and it's 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 fun to see some good teams like that. Yeah, and you mentioned UMS right. They've got a fairly easy game this week, you would think, against BC Reigns, uh, as BC Rain, I should say. As we talked about that last week, and because I always bring up uh, Alberta because I want Alberta to start doing better. But man, what a game! Thirty-four to thirteen. I talked to a guy at Alberta, and he said, "Man, we just almost." We were just right on the edge of, of really, really, really doing good at that game. And then we had the coin toss, and it went downhill <laughs> from there. So, so that's the that's feeling down in Alberta right now. But that's because teams like UMS Wright, Gus Shores, Faith Academy, those guys are doing great. Yeah, and UMS Wright now a super high-scoring uh, team, so even 34 is a lot for them. Run the ball a lot, really strong defense down there for UMS Wright. Uh, one other game just to throw out in 5A real quick, Charles Henderson and Ufala, both unbeaten in region play. Winner of that one going to be in the driver's seat for first place in region two down there in class 5A in the south where they're going to have to battle those teams like UMS Wright coming out of region one. UMS Wright, Gulf Shores, Williamson, Faith Academy, a really strong region down there. All right, moving on to class 6A. We'll start in the north, work our way down. Big matchup in region seven. Muscle Shoals, they fell to Hartzell last week. They now have to travel to Decatur, the other undefeated team there in that region. Decatur 3-0 in region play, 6-0 overall. I still like Muscle Shoals in this spot. Muscle Shoals is just a team that knows how to win, but they do have to go to Decatur in this one. I like Decatur in this. I don't know why. they Last week, John, they won 65-0 to zip over Columbia. And I don't know. I just really believe that because Decatur's got it at home, I believe it's going to be a Decatur victory. Could be. Two really good teams right there. 5-1 and one versus 6-0 and oh in total records right there between those two. The game is at Decatur. In Region 6, the team to beat is Clay Chalkville there. We all know that, and they pretty much have uh, been coasting through the season outside of that game against Thompson, which was a close uh, loss there for them. But Pinson Valley, they have to travel to center point. Both these teams' only region losses are to Clay Chalkville, and that Pinson Valley one was a close game. They traveled to center point and played George Bates' team. We talked about center point. They can win some games even in the playoffs, but – Pinson Valley, tough team to beat. I lay Pinson Valley on the road here against Centerpoint. I do too, but let me tell you, Centerpoint wins this game. They go to four and one in the region, so that's going to really rock your world on the brackets over there. But Pinson Valley knows how important this is because if they lose it, they're going to two and two. However, if they win it, they go to three and one. How big of a difference is that going to be? Or three and two? So. Uh, no, Pinson Valley's lost one. That's right, in region play. So they'll go to three and one. So this game right here, a pivotal game, not only in making the playoffs, but also could have home field ramifications with it. Yeah, you can basically write Clay and Penn at the top. All they got to do is get past Oxford. But Pinson Valley, the you know number two team right there, then Oxford, then center point, if I was just kind of writing out how I think it will finish. But center point gets this win, like you said. They instantly jump up to number two and are a team, you know, to, to watch out for. I mean, Clay's still the team coming out of this region, but you're right. This is a pivotal, pivotal game because that first game being at home means everything because you have to travel, you have to go further than you're used to for a game in that first round of the playoffs, and that then puts you behind the eight ball, having to travel even more later on down the line. The higher a seed you can get, the better. 
Yeah, and, you know, one of the reasons we mentioned George Bates, he's been successful everywhere he's been. I'll tell you a quick story about George Bates. When he was at Minor, we, we broadcast a game there, and I like to get there really early. So I'm there at 4 o'clock. I mess around the parking lot, and I see a guy out there dumping the 55-gallon trash cans all around the stadium, taking the plastic bags out, tying them up, throwing them in the back of a trailer, putting new plastic bags in. And I said, boy, the stadium's really gone. Little did I know that was George Bates. <laughs> and that's the way he is. You know, if he sees something needs to be done, he just does it. And that's what, you know, kind of bleeds over in him being a head coach and, and his programs that he brings to the school. He's done a great job in center point. He gets the kids involved in the community. And that's just the kind of guy he is. There are certain coaches you see and you say, boy, I would love to play for that guy. George Bates is one of those I would definitely love to play for there at center point. In Region 5, a battle for second place behind Mountain Brook, who has Parker this week. That's 1v4, but 2v3 right now, Gardendale taking on Minor. They travel to Minor, where George Bates was, and kind of got that program back going. Minor 4-2 on the season, 2-1 in region play. Gardendale 4-2, 3-0 in region play there. And uh, coming down to Gardendale, Mountain Brook at the end of the season. But, um, you know, like Gardendale, I think Gardendale's done a good job. And, you know, Minor's a playoff team but Gardendale uh, you know definitely a team to watch out for and Chad Eads has done a great job there at Gardendale um, moving on to 6A region 4 McAdory you talked about how they fell to Northridge last week they play Hueytown this week Hueytown at 3-1 and one. McAdory at 3-1 and one. loser of this game basically puts themselves in fourth in this region uh, and, and you know a chance of potentially falling out to Brookwood if Brookwood can pull a couple big wins uh, out here at the end of the season but um McAdory losing to Northridge, a little bit of a surprise last week. Yeah, it was. You mentioned McAdory, and then you mentioned Hoover. I mean, a Hueytown. Listen, Hueytown won last week 75-7. to seven. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points, I'm telling you. And, of course, McAdory back on track with the 4-2 and two overall record. So does uh, Hueytown come in at 3-3. Three and three. So, uh, you're right. This is not only one of those games for region standings, but it's a rivalry. I mean, Hueytown McAdory rivalry game, just like McAdory Bessemer, just like Bessemer and Hueytown. That's one of those rivalry games. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Yeah, all those teams, especially McAdory, Hueytown, and uh, Bessemer City, not that far from each other, just right there, kind of at the tee of uh, 2059 and 459, and uh, really close for all those teams. I like Hueytown in this one uh, at home, I think, over McAdory to get that win and potentially move themselves into uh, a spot where they're going to have a home game in the playoffs. In Region 3, Homewood, the top team there, Helena, the second team but who's behind them right now it's Ben Russell and Pelham who face off this week Pelham uh, I have a, just a little bit of a slight favor because they're at home but this is these are two fairly evenly matched teams but also an important game because of Briarwood playing Calera this week so as of right now that region is Homewood 1 Helena 2 those are pretty solid then you got Ben Russell Pelham because they beat Briarwood head-to-head -head. then Briarwood and Calera if Calera can beat Briarwood Briarwood's all but out with Ben Russell and Homewood left on their schedule, which I never thought we would have said at this point in the season. No, I wouldn't either. And, of course, Homewood being off last week, and then they got Chilton County, who's playing much better ball this year than they have last year. So it's not like that Homewood's just going to walk through them, but they're going to beat them handily. And, you know, Helena is off, so they're gonna, not going to drop or move up. So they're going to stay at 6-1 and one overall and 3-1 and one in the region. So if – some miracle happens and Chilton County beats Homewood, that'll put 
the tie at the top between Helena and Homewood. Yeah, Homewood has that tiebreaker, but uh, then has Briarwood, and that's a big rivalry game. Always the toughest games back when I was at Homewood, and they've kind of uh, been able to keep that rivalry there in Class 6A, and those two teams usually move together. They were Region 5, now they're Region 3. They kind of shift together the same way a team like uh, schools like Pelham and Helena will move together as well. Um, and then down in Region 2, Carver and Wetumpka, uh, Carver Montgomery unbeaten in Region play right now. Pike Road, the other unbeaten team there in that region, Wetumpka, sitting in third, currently at 3-1. and one. Should be a good game there between Carver and Wetumpka in Region 2. And then Region 1, McGill-Tulin and Spanish Fort, those two teams are behind Saraland and Theodore right now. The loser then puts themselves in danger of potentially falling out to a team like St. Paul's, depending on what happens. But uh, the winner puts themselves in a really good position uh, right behind Sarah Lynn and Theodore. Really, I just can't wait to see that Sarah Lynn Theodore. I, I was just about to say, you know, you can just look on down that list, forget it, because that's the matchup of the of that class right there. I've had people ask me about teams from the South. Hey, well, do you think Homewood can do this? Because they're in first place right now. Do you think Hillcrest Tuscaloosa can make a run? Because they're in first place right now. What about Carver or Pike Road? Look, Pike Road ran the table in 5A last year and won the championship. Now they're in 6A. It's a whole different ball game here. You have a team like Pike Road moving up from 5A, but you have a team like Theodore moving down from 7A. And I'm like, I don't know that anybody's going to get past whoever ultimately ends up being better between Sarah Lynn and Theodore, and they'll probably end up matching up again in the semifinals of the playoff. That's just how good those two teams are. Uh, moving into Class 7A, up north, you have uh, a bunch of big games because right now nothing is settled in that region other than Austin has a slight lead on everybody with a 3-0 record. But you have – or excuse me, 4-0 record. Austin at James Clemens. You have Huntsville at Florence, and you have Bob Jones at Spartman. All three of those are between the six teams fighting for four playoff spots right now. And I don't really know how to pick any of those games because everybody's beating everybody so far. And I'm glad Florence is not in fourth position, although they may end up in fourth seed. But Florence has always been just scraping the bottom of the barrel in Region 1 and in Region 4. But this year they're playing better ball, uh, you know, who knows? Florence could have something to say about it. And the thing about this, the re reason it's interesting to watch this is because if you're uh, Thompson, if you're Hoover, or if you're Hewitt or slash Vestavia and uh, County, you're curious who you're going to play. And you're curious where you're going to have to travel to. Are you going to have to travel just up to Austin? Are you going to have to travel all the way up to Madison? Are you going to have to go left? Or are you going to have to go right? You know, when you go north, how far north are you going to have to travel if you're a team like Hewitt, Vestavia County fighting for that third and fourth spot? But if you're Thompson and Hoover, if there's some weird tiebreaker that you end up maybe getting a better team than you would have uh, maybe wanted in that fourth or third spot, that's why it's kind of interesting to watch this because depending on tiebreakers, all it takes is one crazy out-of-whack loss, and all of a sudden that four seed you're playing is a lot tougher than the four seed you would have been playing otherwise. So, uh, you know, this is all up in the air. It's definitely something we've got to keep an eye on for the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks as it plays out. But – those are definitely three big games there in Region 4. In Region 1, Fairhope, after losing to Foley last week, they are at Daphne, who is unbeaten in Region play, but only 3-3 three and three overall. Yeah, so they won the three games they're supposed to, at least. Yeah, right? I, and I, look, I still like Fairhope in this one, but this is one of those I still don't really know either. Fairhope has been, uh, you know, unstoppable until they ran into Foley, not the team I would have thought that would have, you know, started their losing streak for them. But now you travel to a Daphne team that – Looks good in one record and not so good in the other record. So, yeah. and you're looking at Foley, they've got a three and three record as well. They're two and one in the region, just one game behind Daphne, who we thought Daphne was going to run away with it. So, yeah, and Baker's going to have something to say about yeah. it as well. Yeah, and if, if 
uh, Daphne wins this game, it'll basically be them versus Foley. If Daphne wins, Foley would have to win out to then potentially fight for the region title. But if Daphne wins this game, they only need to beat Foley, and they are region champs. That's it, because Fairhope, uh, they've already beaten Baker, and Fairhope is the one team they have to get by other than Foley. Now, I would have said just Fairhope, but now Fairhope and Foley because of that upset. All right, moving into Region 3, Spain Park, 1-5 overall, 0-4 in region play at Chelsea one and six overall one and three in region play um you know their one win coming over Oak Mountain this is basically a battle for who's going to be not last because Oak Mountain's playing Thompson so I assume they will be uh near the bottom but uh you're a nicer person than well, me. Move uh, on. just just pointing it out <laughs> the game between Spain Park and Chelsea there Vestavia this is actually the best game I think of uh of the region this week Vestavia at Hewitt Trustville both teams two and two in region play both teams having lost to Hoover and Thompson so that's pretty much all you have to go on right now is that um you know Vestavia is looking pretty good they put up 52 last week um but you know you have uh Hewitt Trustville on the other side who's coming off a Tough loss to Thompson, another tough loss to Hoover a couple weeks before that. But otherwise, they've been pretty good this season. Did you plug that game into your magic machine by any chance? I did. Uh, you know what it says? Up? Yeah. He went by two touchdowns. Wow, that's too much. I would tend to think so, but that's what the magic formula says. And Of course, Floyd at quarterback is the difference maker, I think. If Vestavia can stop him, let's be honest, Thompson couldn't stop him last week. I mean, no. he ripped off some major runs up the middle. If they can can crash down on Floyd, keep him contained in that pocket, make him throw the ball, and make him throw it away some, then I like Vestavia. If not, I like Hewitt Trust. You know, everybody likes to make fun. Normally sitting in the seat is Jim Dunaway, and everybody likes to make fun of him, saying he landmines everything because when he says, you know, oh, Team X is going to win, then Team Y always wins, and he always right. ends up, you know, blowing up something. Well, he came on. He was our guest picker last week, and he came on the tailgate show, and then he came on our pregame show, and both times he said one thing. He said, Thompson gets off the field on third downs. They're so good at third down conversions, keeping the other team from converting. And then Hewitt Trussell did literally nothing except for convert third down after third down after third down. Um, you know, they ended up like 7 of 12 or something like that in the first half, which is really, really good. Convert a couple fourth downs on those that they didn't hit. So it was insane the way – and it was all because of Peyton Floyd. That's why I brought that up. You mentioned Peyton Floyd being the X factor there. He did everything. They'd have third and 10-plus multiple times, and he used his legs to, to scatter for a first down. So it was unreal what he could do on third down. And, and it, you know, a game against Vestavia, who's going to run the ball a lot too, that's going to be – it was a quick game against Thompson. We talked about how fast it was. It's 14-12, a lot of running the ball because A.J. Green did it for Thompson, and then you had uh, Peyton Floyd doing it for Hewitt. Same's going to happen this week with Vestavia. Here's the thing. Hewitt Trussell's beat up from last week because Thompson's defense hit him hard. But on the other hand, Hewitt, uh, I mean, Hewitt Trussell, and then Vestavia, they had a cakewalk last week against Chelsea. So physically, the defense, if you look at it that way versus the offense, you know, I'm I'm almost liking more. I'm talking, I'm almost liking more Vestavia. Talking yourself game. into yeah, it? Yeah, I believe I am. I, I like Hewitt in this one, 14. I don't know. That might be a little much, but uh, I do like Hewitt in this one to win. If they win, they'll be in third place and they can kind of coast to the finish. If not, then all of a sudden Tuscaloosa County, they are in the conversation. <laughs> now, they have Hoover this week. Yeah. They have Thompson the next week. Then they have Vestavia. It could be a good matchup there for fourth place if Vestavia does lose tonight to Hewitt. But would you ever have thought coming into this game that 
Tuscaloosa County and Hoover would only have one total loss in the season. All each. right, listen, I, I got a shocker for you. I'm going to tell you right now, Tuscaloosa County is not expecting to lose to Hoover. Uh, the way they've been playing, I no, wouldn't expect to not. lose they're anybody. They're coming into that game, and that game I believe is at Hoover, isn't yep. it? So they're coming up here. They're playing at the Met. They're all excited. I'm telling you, they're not coming to Hoover to lose. Now, you know, every team says that, you know, before the game. But, I, <laughs> I, I mean, they've got a plan for Hoover. Adam Weingardner is going to have a tremendous game plan put together for offense and defense. I just don't count them out. This might be the upset in, in 7A right here. Wow. Well, don't listen to my uh, little numbers then. Plugging that in there, Hoover as a 31-point favorite in, in what I put in. But, you know, that's You're what – making me look bad, John. Well, well, no, look, you just look at the names. I agree. You say, you come into the season and say, you know, how bad does Hoover beat Tuscaloosa County? Oh, they beat them 50 to nothing, and you move on. But that's not the way Tuscaloosa County's played this season. That's not even where the Hoovers played this season. Every Hoover game has been fairly close outside of that one game they played. I don't remember the name of Tennessee, uh, Barnett or whatever they played at Tennessee. Crushed them. They're not even that good of a team. And then they beat uh, Oak Mountain 40 to nothing last week. Yeah, Yeah. so that's Oak Mountain. So, um, you know, I'm interested. I think Hoover wins. I don't think it's an upset necessarily, but I think when you look at the final score – if you had a 24 to 10 final score, I'd say, yeah, that's probably about right. So I'll either get laughed off the screen next week or I'll be <laughs> the hero. We'll see. Yeah, you can laugh me off the screen if Tuscaloosa County ends up beating Hoover wow. uh, the way you're talking. And then our game will be at Thompson as Oak Mountain comes in. 2-5 and five overall, but 0-4 oh in region play against Thompson, who's 4-0 and oh in region play. I had this one as just a point uh, s- smaller of a difference between Thompson and Oak Mountain than Hoover and Tuscaloosa County. But – a lot of that has to do with Thompson hadn't put a ton of points on the board the last couple of weeks. Now we have watched them. We've known that it's been more about running the ball. The clocks run a little bit more in those. The defense has played really well. They haven't needed to score a lot of points, but I'm interested to see how many points they're going to put up on a team like Oak Mountain this week. That's right. You can watch it at the warriornationnetwork.org if you want to watch it and you're a subscriber to the NFHS Network. Of course, you can listen to John and I call that game. I just know there's going to be some fireworks in that game. It's going to be a different kind of ball game. I've spent too much time at Thompson this week, and I'm just telling you, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that game on Thursday night this uh, week, Thompson moved the game to Thursday, so uh, we'll have it all for you. You can hear the beautiful, sultry voices of Jerry Young and myself on that broadcast, and of course, you can see the great visuals from Philip Pritchard and his whole team there putting on an outstanding show for everybody, and everybody constantly, constantly compliments that broadcast you know you mentioned jim dunaway was there last week he walked through the through the press box with his mouth open and and when you when you hear dunaway say it it means something he said i've been in colleges that don't come close to the production quality that thompson has and uh and that's the truth we're just that good there's no doubt about it and and we put a lot of time in i think one of the things is is the reason is the members of the broadcast crew at thompson get up every day like you and I do to try to be a little better that day than we were yesterday. We're not just trying to throw something out there. It's trying to be a little bit better, and we improve it every single game. It's really amazing, folks. You ain't ever seen a game that's produced uh, by Video Visions and Philip Pritchard. It's really amazing. You know, I think that's one of the things that keeps Thompson winning is when you're at the top, it doesn't end. It doesn't stop. you got to keep working because right. everybody else is going to work better to get better and try to beat you. And, yeah, the same holds true for the broadcast, too. You see everybody else in Region 3 now is basically doing a, a broadcast, too, because, you know, the, the what is it, the uh, – 
imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's right. You know, so uh, I know we're tooting our own horn here, but well, it's a hey, great listen, broadcast. It's worth it. And I tell you what, you won't watch that game and say we were wrong. That's how good it is. Oh, no. <laughs> You're 100%. We're not just tooting our own horn. <laughs> You're 100% correct. Of course, so anyway, John props me up the whole game. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. All right, Oak Mountain at Thompson coming up. It'll be a Thursday night game. We'll have all the games for you recapped Thursday and Friday night. And getting closer to brackets, we'll be able and you know, looking at some of these, some things will be decided a little bit. Really what's going to happen is everything will get more complicated next week. So I'll go through over the weekend when in my free, in my free time and you know figure it all out so we can have it all for you next week right here on Next Round Preps.